Welcome back to the Leadership Cheat Code, where we unlock the cheat code to effective leadership. My name is Brian Vaughn, and today I am going to dive deep into the topic of creating sustainability as a leader in today's dynamic business environment. Sustainability goes beyond short-term success. It encompasses the ability to adapt, to grow, and to thrive in the long run. I will discuss five common inabilities to sustain success, followed by five powerful strategies to create sustainability. So let's get started. So before I dive into these successful strategies, let's first understand the inabilities that can hinder sustainable success, of course, in today's business environment. So here are those five key challenges that you as a leader should be aware of. Number one is rapid technological disruptions. The ever-increasing pace of technological advancements can both be a boon and a challenge for leaders. Adopting and integrating new technologies to drive innovation and efficiency is crucial for sustainable success. However, failing to keep up with these technological disruptions can lead to obsolescence, loss of competitive advantage, and difficulties in meeting customer expectations. Number two is uncertainty and complexity. The business environment is becoming increasingly uncertain and complex. Just look around your business environment today. Leaders must navigate unpredictable market conditions, geopolitical tensions, and regulatory changes. This requires them to make strategic decisions amidst ambiguity and volatility. An inability to cope with uncertainty can lead to missed opportunities and a lack of agility in responding to these changing circumstances. Number three is talent management and leadership development. Attracting, retaining, and developing top talent is a significant challenge for leaders. The competition for skilled employees is fierce. Trust me, look at the landscape of today's hiring. It is all over the place, right? And there's fierce competitions all around from all different types of organization, right? And right now there's a huge demand for specialized skills and it is constantly evolving. So leaders need to focus on cultivating strong organizational culture, providing meaningful career development opportunities, and fostering leadership skills throughout the entire organization. Failure to do so can result in high turnover rates, talent gaps, and a lack of succession planning. Number four is stakeholder expectations and social responsibility. Customers, employees, investors, and communities are increasingly holding businesses accountable for their social and environmental impact. Leaders must address these expectations and incorporate sustainable practices into their business strategies. Now, as a leader, you cannot ignore your social responsibility. It is part of your job, right? But ignoring social responsibility can lead to reputational damage how people perceive your organization. It can lead to boycotts and it can also decrease investor confidence, right? Now you don't have investors who want to pour money into your organization, right? They don't want to pour that capital into your organization because of, it could be bad press. It could be reputational damage due to how you uh, as an organization approach certain different things. It is part of our job to be a representative of the organization in many different facets. And number five is globalization and cross-cultural challenges. Globalization has opened up new markets and opportunities, but if we're being real, it is also presenting unique challenges 
for leaders across the board. Expanding into international markets requires an understanding of diverse cultures, regulatory requirements, different types of environmental understandings, and also learning those business practices from that new perspective. Failure to adapt to cross-cultural challenges can lead to misunderstandings, miscommunications, and failed business ventures in foreign markets. So now that I've explored the challenges, let's focus on strategies that can help you create sustainability as a leader. So here are five powerful ways to ensure long-term success in your leadership journey. The first way to create sustainability is by cultivating a learning organization. Creating a learning organization is crucial for sustained success in today's rapidly evolving business landscape. This involves fostering a culture that promotes continuous learning, adaptation, and improvement. So here is how you, as a leader today, right now, can cultivate a learning organization. The first strategy is to foster continuous learning, right? That has to be the beginning, the foundation. You as a leader have to encourage employees to embrace a growth mindset and to invest in their professional development. Provide opportunities for things such as training and workshops and seminars and conferences. Encourage employees to seek new knowledge and acquire new skills and stay updated with industry trends. Fostering continuous learning within an organization can be approached in multiple ways. So here are some of those ways that you can do it. The first approach is to implement regular in-house training sessions and workshops, focusing on both hard skills and soft skills relevant to your industry. Now this could involve hiring external experts to conduct specialized sessions or encouraging knowledgeable team members to share their expertise with colleagues. Topics can range from things such as technical skills, to leadership and communication skills. These sessions can be structured as regular or monthly events, but it is the ability to foster that continuous learning environment. The second approach is to offer support for employees to attend external conferences, seminars, and courses. This could be in the form of financial assistance provided by the organization, time off, or even sponsoring their participation. Encouraging employees to engage with the broader industry communities and trends not only broadens their knowledge, but it also helps in networking and bringing fresh ideas into the organization. You can set a certain budget or a number of events each employee can attend per year. I like to budget for it. In my budget, I put in development time funds for my people, right? You have to make time to do that. You have to put that in there. Because if you don't, where is it going to come from, right? This shows that you are committed. You are thinking proactively about the development of your staff by including funds into your budget for the year, right? So that's a great way to show that you're committed to their growth and their development. And then lastly is to create a mentorship program where more experienced employees are mentors to newer or less experienced staff. This can help in knowledge transfer and building a strong learning culture within the organization. Additionally, encourage informal knowledge sharing sessions such as Lunch and Learns. I mean, we all probably have been part of Lunch and Learns or have facilitated Lunch and Learns events. And of course, this is where employees can present on various different topics that they are passionate about or have certain expertise in. This not only helps in skill development, but it also helps to boost employee engagement and collaboration. Okay, so now the second strategy is to encourage feedback and reflection. As a leader, you have to create a safe environment 
in an open environment for employees to give and receive feedback. If you don't create it, they're not going to feel safe to give that feedback. So encourage regular reflections on your successes, failures, and lessons learned. Conduct post-project reviews, share best practices with one another, and encourage employees to share their insights and learnings with others. To effectively implement this, here's some things that you as a leader should consider, right? Three important things. Number one is your first approach is to make sure that you organize regular structured feedback sessions where employees can openly share their thoughts and experiences. This could involve roundtable discussions, anonymous suggestion boxes, or dedicated feedback meetings. The key is to create a non-judgmental space. Once again, non-judgmental space where all employees feel comfortable voicing their opinions and their concerns. Additionally, these sessions should not only focus on challenges, but you can include successes into this type of feedback meeting space, right? You could include celebratory things such as their successes and things that they could improve on. There's a great mediums to facilitate this. The second approach is to host workshops or training sessions that are specifically designed to foster reflective learning. These workshops can include activities like group discussions or case studies or role play exercises that encourage employees to reflect on their experiences, discuss what they've learned, and also for me, most importantly, how they can apply these learnings to future projects. This approach helps in making the learning process more interactive and engaging. Lastly, is to utilize digital platforms to facilitate knowledge sharing and post project reviews. Now, this could be things like internal forums or social media groups or project management tools, or it could be an even your internal SharePoint site, right? But the key is, is to share this information and to document lessons learned and best practices so that you can improve over time. These types of platforms, you can also use them to host things like webinars and virtual meetups where team members can discuss their experiences and it is an opportunity for them to learn from one another. The advantage of digital platforms is that they provide an accessible and flexible way for employees to engage and share information. Now, the second way to create sustainability is by building resilient teams. Resilient teams are better equipped to navigate challenges and sustain success over the long term. Building resilience involves supporting the emotional well-being of your employees and fostering a supportive and collaborative work environment. So here are some strategies, right? I'm always talking about strategies because I firmly believe you can talk about leadership and all these different things, but if you don't talk about strategies of how to do it, it's for nothing. So here are some strategies, right? The very first strategy is to develop emotional intelligence. Promote emotional intelligence within your teams by providing training and resources to enhance their self-awareness, their empathy, and their emotional regulation. Encourage open and honest communication, things like active listening and understanding of different perspectives. So here are some ways, once again, three ways that you can implement this strategy. The first way is to organize workshops focusing on emotional intelligence development. These workshops should include exercises that help team members recognize and understand their own emotions and the emotion of others. Activities could involve things like role-playing scenarios where team members practice empathetic listening and responding. I'm telling you, this is perfect because when I used to facilitate seven habits of highly effective people, habit five is all about using empathic listening. And 
we did various role plays in those sessions where people practice that empathic listening and responding to one another. That is great, right? It gives them that real world, even though it's in a safe practice environment, it still gives the real world of how they would respond to particular situations. Include things like role play activities and scenarios and case studies that can bring things to life for your team members, employees, etc. And additionally, bring in EI experts to lead these sessions and to provide valuable insight. The second way is to dedicate a portion of your regular team meetings to EI development. This could involve things like starting meetings with a check-in. Hey, how's everyone doing today? You know, what are some things that you're considering or worried about? You know, let's talk through these things, right? What types of feelings are you uh, dealing with at this particular moment? But check in with your people, right? This is where your team members can share how they are feeling and what's really on their mind. This is that great safe space to do that. Encourage open discussions about workplace emotions and how they impact team dynamics. Trust me, they do, right? How people feel and how people respond to certain things, it will impact team dynamics. This consistent focus on emotional awareness can help normalize discussions about feelings and empathy in the workplace. And then lastly, establish a mentorship program where more experienced team members can guide others in developing their emotional intelligence. This mentorship can include regular one-on-one -on -one sessions where mentors and mentees discuss challenges related to emotional regulation and understanding. Additionally, one of the great things you can do is to create a peer support network where team members can share experiences and strategies for managing emotions and building empathy in a supportive environment. Now, the second strategy to this is to encourage work-life balance. Recognize the importance of work-life balance and support employees in maintaining a healthy integration of their personal and professional lives. I'm always talking about how we live one life, right? We are holistic people. There are things that impact us personally and professionally. And as leaders, we are dealing with all of it because it will impact their life on either side. Offer flexible work arrangements, promote self-care initiatives, and encourage time off to prevent burnout and support overall well-being for your team. Trust me, it will help in the effectiveness of your team. So make sure that you encourage work-life balance in the workplace consistently. So here's some things that you can do to ensure that you implement this. The very first way is to offer various forms of flexible working options. Now, this could include things like remote work options, which most people are probably involved in at the moment. And if they're not, you could at least try to see how that fits into the dynamics of your environment, right? There could be flexible start and end times, right? You may not have to start at 8 a.m. What about starting at 9? That may work with someone's schedule as long as it doesn't impede your ability as a group, as a team to accomplish your overall goals. You could have flexible start and end times. There can be compressed work weeks. You know, I know companies have been talking about going to a four day work week. That would be great. I would actually work a four day work week and have Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I'll be cool with that. And most employees probably would be cool with that as well. Or you could offer part time schedules. It depends on the dynamics of what's happening in that person's life. And your job as a leader is to be aware of what's happening and to be flexible and adaptable to what's happening. The key is to accommodate different employees' needs while ensuring business goals are being met. 
The second way is to encourage employees to take care of their physical and mental health. I've seen people burn out quickly. I've seen people go to the hospital because they have been impacted by the work that they've been doing so much that it has caused them to take a exit out of the work environment to take care of their health. So offer wellness programs that include things like fitness classes. If you have the ability to have fitness classes or a gym in your building, that's great. Meditation sessions or even access to mental health resources. Organizing health and wellness challenges, providing gym memberships, right? If you don't have a gym in your building, have a gym membership that they could take advantage of and use. Or you could create quiet spaces in the office if you're still in the office for relaxation and meditation. This can also be effective as well. One organization that I was working with did a great job of this. They had relaxation rooms on the different floors that they occupied in their facility uh, where they had a couch and uh, they had a, um, what do they call it, a diffuser. Uh, they had candles. They had meditation music. Uh, they had a gym, they had a medical facility on site. They did so much for their employees from this mental wellness perspective. Fabulous, right? Now, not all companies have the ability to do that, but if you do it in some way, offer it to your employees. And then lastly, actively encourage employees to take their vacation and personal days. Trust me, I'm always on my staff. Take your, your vacation, take personal days, right? Even if it's just for a mental break, take it. Create a culture where taking time off is, is not only accepted, but it is, it is encouraged. I encourage my team members all the time. Take it. If you need to take that quick sabbatical, do it. So as a leader, you first set the example. You have to lead by example by taking your own time off and making sure that you avoid contacting employees while they're on their vacation or you were on vacation. It's not that serious that you have to contact them while they're on vacation. Right. There should be other mediums or people or methodologies in place to be able to handle situations when someone isn't there. Additionally, consider implementing policies like mandatory time off or no email days or no meeting days to help employees truly disconnect and to recharge. The third way to create sustainability is by fostering innovation and creativity. Innovation is essential for sustainable success as it drives growth, competitiveness, and adaptation to changing market dynamics. Fostering a culture of innovation and creativity can lead to long-term sustainability. So here's some strategies that you can implement in order to do this effectively. The very first strategy is to create a culture of innovation. Encourage a mindset of curiosity and experimentation and risk-taking within your teams. Create channels for idea generation, such as brainstorming sessions, innovation challenges, and cross-functional collaborations. Recognize and reward employees who contribute innovative ideas and initiatives. So here's how you can do it. Three different approaches. Number one, the first approach revolves around embracing a mindset where failure is seen as stepping stones to success. So implement a fail fast, learn faster approach to encourage rapid testing of new ideas, acknowledging that failure is an integral part. It is a very integral part of learning and innovation. Alongside this, you could establish learning platforms such as online resources or workshops focused on innovation and creative thinking to facilitate continuous learning and growth, right? That was what we talked about in the beginning. And it's always in this case to facilitate continuous learning, growth, and development. Innovation labs can also play a crucial role here. 
providing a designated space for employees from various departments to brainstorm and experiment with new projects in a low-pressure environment. The second approach is recognizing that innovation often thrives in diverse environments. So forming innovation teams with employees from different departments and backgrounds can spark unique ideas and perspectives because everybody comes to the table with something new, something different from their background, their perspectives, their experiences. Job rotation programs can also be beneficial, allowing employees to experience different types of roles or departments and in turn, broadening their understanding and inspiring new ideas. Hosting cross-departmental challenges or competitions is another effective way to encourage collaboration, problem solving, and innovation across the organization. And lastly, an essential aspect of nurturing innovation is creating an environment where ideas are freely shared and valued. Developing an open idea submission platform where employees can propose their ideas anytime encourages a continuous flow of innovation. Leadership support is crucial. Leaders should actively participate in and support innovation initiatives, providing resources and mentorship. And lastly, recognizing and rewarding innovation contributions is vital. It's critical because if you don't recognize the contribution that they made, they're going to go, well, why did I make all this effort? And it's not so much for the recognition, but we should recognize their efforts so that they know that their contributions, their ideas matter. You have to give them that acknowledgement, whether it comes through formal recognition programs or showcasing their work in company-wide newsletters or forums. This can make a significant difference in the way that we motivate and encourage innovative thinking within the organization. The second strategy is to promote cross-functional collaboration. Break down these silos that happens within teams and organizations, right? Break the silos down and encourage collaboration across different teams and departments. Create opportunities for employees with different skill sets and perspectives to come together, share ideas, solve problems collectively. Foster this culture of open communication, trust, and knowledge sharing. So here are some things you can do. Three practical ways to implement this particular strategy. The first way is to create projects or task forces that require input from multiple departments. So for an example, if your company is developing a new product, involve teams from product development and marketing and sales and customer service. These projects should have clear objectives and timelines and team members should be encouraged to bring their unique expertise and viewpoints to the table because of the jobs that they're in. They are seeing things from different perspectives, right? Customer service has immediate access to the customer base. So they are feeling the customer pain. So is sales because sales are meeting with the people who they're selling products to. And that may be pushing products, I don't want to say pushing products, but have products that they're offering to their own customer base, right? So each can see the different pain points and the different perspectives and bring those to the tables to create more innovative solutions. You need to have these regular meetings and progress updates because they can keep everyone aligned and it also fosters a sense of shared purpose. The second way is to organize workshops or training sessions where employees from different departments can come together to learn about each other's roles, challenges, and best practices. These sessions can be centered around specific themes such as innovation or customer experience or efficiency improvement. By understanding their roles and challenges of their colleagues in other departments, employees can better appreciate their contributions and find ways to support each other. There's nothing like being in an organization where teams don't communicate with one another, nor do they understand the roles of the people that are in those teams performing those particular functions. It makes people seem like, hey, I have no idea what's happening, what's going on, who does what. So 
having innovation labs, cross-functional collaboration meetings, brainstorming sessions, all of these different mediums and methodologies helps to bring teams together. And lastly, establish an internal platform such as an intranet or a digital collaboration tool. Now, most organizations have an intranet and they have some type of digital collaboration tool, right? Intranet type of site or a SharePoint or even Microsoft Teams, which is a great place where employees can share knowledge. They can ask questions. They can collaborate on projects across departments. This platform can host discussion forums and ability to share best practices and also showcase successful cross-functional projects. It should be easy to use and accessible to all employees, encouraging a culture of open communication and knowledge sharing. Regularly highlighting successful cross-departmental collaborations on this platform can also motivate others, right? There may be people who are like, hmm, let me see what's happening before I engage. But it can be a motivational tool that you use to engage those individuals in similar initiatives later on. The fourth way to create sustainability is by nurturing ethical leadership. Ethical leadership is essential for creating sustainable success and maintaining trust with stakeholders. By demonstrating integrity, transparency, and accountability, you as a leader can create a positive ethical culture within your organization. So here's how you do it. The first strategy is to lead by example. If you're not modeling the right types of behavior, how can you expect others to model the right type of behaviors? So you as a leader have to model ethical behaviors in all aspects of your leadership role. Demonstrate integrity in decision-making, communicate open and honestly, and hold yourself accountable. Uphold high ethical standards and expect the same from your team. If you are high in your ethical standards, your team will be as well. So let's talk about how to do this. So here's how you do it. The first way is to regularly involve your team in the decision-making process, especially for decisions that significantly impact the team or organization. Share the rationale behind your choices and be open to feedback. This approach not only demonstrates your integrity, but it also fosters a culture of transparency and collaboration. The second way is to establish and share a personal code of conduct that guides your actions and decisions. Regularly assess and reflect on your adherence to this code and invite feedback from your team regarding your performance, right? Is there now a measuring stick that people can use to hold you accountable to your own personal code of conduct? Take time, sit down somewhere and write out your personal code of conduct and then share it with your team. And then once you implement this and your team is providing you feedback, publicly acknowledge your mistakes and the steps that you're taking to rectify them. They can see it, right? They know you are going against your code of conduct because you told them, acknowledge it. And what are you gonna to do to rectify it? This is a ritual of self accountability because it sets a powerful example for your team. And lastly, arrange workshops or team discussions focused on ethical dilemmas relevant to your industry or organization. Encourage open discussions about these challenges and how they should be addressed. By actively engaging in these discussions and sharing your perspective, you reinforce the importance of ethical decision-making and you demonstrate how to navigate complex situations with integrity. The second strategy is to establish ethical guidelines. Develop and communicate clear ethical guidelines that govern decision-making and behavior within your organization. Provide training and support to ensure all employees understand and adhere to these principles. Encourage employees to raise ethical concerns and to create channels for reporting misconduct. So here are some things that you can do to make sure you implement this strategy effectively. 
The first way is to begin by drafting a detailed set of ethical guidelines that address various operational aspects such as client interactions, data handling, employee conduct. Ensure that the process is inclusive by involving employees from different levels and departments. This approach makes the guidelines more realistic and comprehensive. Additionally, it's important to regularly update the guidelines to reflect changes in legal requirements, societal expectations, and the organization's environment. The second way is to utilize real-life scenarios and role-playing exercises for a practical understanding. Supplement these sessions with e-learning modules that includes quizzes and interactive content, allowing employees to engage with the material at their own pace. Ethics training should be a continuous part of your professional development and your team's professional development to ensure that you're keeping these principles at the forefront of everyone's mind. And then lastly is to establish confidential channels like hotlines and online platforms where employees can report unethical behavior. It's crucial to have a strict non-retaliation policy to ensure that you're protecting the employees who are reporting the misconduct and that these policies should be well communicated to all staff. Does retaliation happen? Yes, I've seen it firsthand. It happens. No organization should go through the process of allowing anyone in that organization, specifically a leader, to retaliate against an employee for reporting unethical behavior. Does it happen? I can guarantee you it happens. But if it does happen, leadership should make swift, strong, swift communication and deal with that issue immediately. Then the employees can see, well, something did happen, but leadership stepped in and they took care of it and they resolved the issue. To me, if someone is retaliating, they should be let go. That's the bottom line is, is to let them go. Goodbye. We don't have time for that, right? We don't have time to Come on, as a leader, you're retaliating against employees. We, of course, should be better than that. That's why we are in a positional leadership role is to do that, right? We should, we should know better. But obviously, some people don't. The fifth way to create sustainability is by building a strong succession plan. Sustainable leadership involves planning for the future. This means identifying and mentoring potential future leaders within your team, ensuring that there is a pipeline of talent ready to step up when needed. By investing in succession planning, a leader ensures that the team remains strong and capable even during transitions. So here are some strategies you can employ to ensure that you do this effectively. The first strategy is to offer leadership development programs. Identify those individuals with leadership potential and create tailored development plans for them. These plans should include things like mentorship programs, leadership training, opportunities to lead particular projects within the department, Regular feedback and exposure to different business areas are also essential to enhance their leadership skills. So here are some ways to effectively do this. The first approach involves a strong emphasis on mentorship and cross-functional exposure. By initiating a mentorship program, individuals identified for their leadership potential can be paired with experienced leaders within your organization. These mentors provide invaluable guidance they can share their own experiences and also assist the mentees in navigating complex workplace challenges. Additionally, involving these potential leaders in cross-functional projects is crucial. It allows them to step outside of their usual domain, offering a broader perspective and understanding of different business areas, thus fostering adaptability and a more comprehensive skill set. Another effective method is through structured leadership training combined with real-life 
project leadership opportunities. Now, this can be achieved by designing a series of leadership training modules that focuses on various aspects of leadership, such as decision-making, team management, and strategic thinking. Parallel this type of training to assign these types of individuals to people who are being mentored, uh, your successors, to lead specific projects that provide them with the hand-on experience to now utilize the knowledge that they've learned. That's the purpose of it, right? It's, it's taking this practical application of their training in real-world scenarios because now they can hone their leadership skills through the practical application of the things that they learn. Lastly, continuous feedback and integration into succession planning is crucial. Regular performance reviews and assessments should be scheduled to provide constructive feedback on their progress in those leadership roles that they're taking on. This not only helps in tracking their development, but it also helps to identify areas that it needs improvement. Furthermore, integrating these individuals into the organization's succession planning aligns their personal development with the company's long-term goals. It prepares them for future leadership roles and ensures a seamless transition in leadership when the time comes, such as when you win the lottery, right? Now they can step up into those particular roles because now they are ready. The second strategy is to offer mentorship and coaching. So establish mentorship relationships between current leaders and those potential future leaders. Provide opportunities for shadowing and hands-on experiences and professional coaching with those mentors. Encourage these future leaders to build their professional networks through industry events and seminars, aiding in the overall development. Make sure they go to these events, make sure that you're making time for them to attend these types of events and seminars and webinars and workshops and training sessions and conferences and all of those things that we partake in. So here's how you do it, right? Here's some effective ways that you can implement this particular strategy. The first way is to develop a structured mentorship program where current leaders are paired with potential future leaders. This program should include things like regular one-on-one -on -one meetings, goal setting, and performance feedback sessions. Ensure that the mentorship is tailored to the mentee's career aspirations and personal development goals, right? Sometimes people get paired up with mentors that may not be suitable for where that employee is trying to go. And sometimes people who are chosen to be mentors really just aren't great mentors, right? So make sure that it is being vetted appropriately. But when you establish this type of program, it should include group mentor sessions where mentees can learn from multiple leaders and share experiences with all of their peers, the second way is to arrange for potential leaders to shadow current leaders in their daily activities. There's nothing like seeing it firsthand. Oh, this is what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Mm, do I really want to do that? I think that's my career trajectory, but now that I see this is what happens, do I really want to do that? Because now they have valuable insight into things like their decision-making process, their leadership style, and their day-to-day -day responsibility of that leader in that particular role. Additionally, create opportunities for these individuals to lead projects or teams under the supervision of their mentors, allowing them to apply the learning into that real world context. And then lastly, facilitate the participation of potential future leaders in industry events, seminars, and workshops. Now, I'm always, gonna, I'm always talking about it. I believe that's what growth and development, the learning takes place, right? Not the application, the learning takes place from seminars and industry events and workshops. But if they never go, how are they going to learn? If the only thing that we as an organization says is, oh, go online and take online learnings, that doesn't really help them build professional networks 
It doesn't really expose them to new ideas, to new trends, or best practices in that field. They need to hear from other people. And the best way to hear from others is to be around other people at those workshops and seminars. Encourage them to actively engage in these types of events, possibly even taking on speaking roles themselves or organizing these types of events to further develop their leadership and their communication skills. As a leader, creating sustainability requires proactive measures to overcome challenges and implement strategies that foster long-term success. By embracing adaptability and long-term focus, diversity, technology, and stakeholder agreement, you can navigate today's business environment effectively. Additionally, cultivating a learning organization, building resilient teams, fostering innovation, prioritizing environmental sustainability, and nurturing ethical leadership will strengthen your organization's sustainability. Remember, sustainability is not a destination. It's a continuous journey toward enduring success. If you like what I'm talking about today, Join me next time as I explore more essential leadership topics. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, to unlock your leadership effectiveness, you must master the cheat code. See you next time. <laughs>